0: Christine worked as a caregiver in nursing homes, assisted livings, and privately. So when her father-in-law was no longer thriving in his home, Christine knew it was time for him to move. What she didn't know was how hard it would be to find the right place, even with her background.
1: Because I thought, I got this. I've done this for 10 years. I should know where to look. I should know where to start. But on the flip side, I was now a family member, and that didn't come easy for me. It
0: didn't come easy for us. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest.
1: I started off thinking, I know it all. Been, I've, I've done this for 10 years as a caregiver because I thought I got this. I've done this for 10 years. I should know where to look. I should know where to start. But on the flip side, I was now a family member. I was looking for the right home for my family. And that didn't come easy for me. It didn't come easy for us. And nothing felt right. So after making a few calls and not forgetting, we were doing this at the onset of COVID, which, you know, which made things worse. It was more difficult for families at that time. And so after calling and making a few calls, a few different places, nothing felt right. Nothing felt, um, I'm comfortable taking my loved one there.
0: Did you feel like it was hard because you, having done the job, (laughs) was it harder in that respect as well? Yes, it was.
1: Because I had, I, I knew the ins and outs of caretaking, the providing, the care. I knew the ins and outs of that. And I wanted to be sure that they were going to deliver the same, if not better, the kind of care that I I do, you know, offer. Uh, But more importantly, it was more like, where do we start? Because they don't, the information is not out there. And that's why I'm doing this today, because you came with a wealth of information. You came with, uh, with, with care and interest and you got to know Oliver and you, you started off with getting to know us and then getting to know Oliver. Yes. Most people don't take the time to do that. And that's where it starts, understanding the family.
0: Yes, absolutely. And what your needs are and what Oliver's needs were. Correct. Yes. And Oliver, your father-in-law. Yes, it was just nice to be able to see him in his home because, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go back to the, to the be, sort of the beginning. He was living in his home.
1: Yeah, with his wife. They had been there 45 years. So as you can imagine, moving from that was difficult. So we needed to know we are moving to the right fit, the right place, the right people, because that for any family, any family, that's difficult and not knowing where you're going and what's next and having to leave your past life behind,
0: so to speak. Yes, yes. What was that moment, especially for you as a caregiver, where you said, oh, wait a minute, it's time. It's time to move.
1: Once his wife passed a year before, his health was failing. He was alone a lot. I mean we were there but we were there visiting and checking on him and most nights he did not have anybody and so we 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 immediately quickly came to realize we need help we need to find a place that can have 24 hour lookout on him and, and even the social life go to activities he loves reading he loved reading and music and and food and and all that you know, he didn't have any of that. So that was, that was our turning point. Once his wife passed, it was, it was clear, it came clear to us that it was time to start looking for a place.
0: So it was something that you guys had come to terms with. How did Oliver feel about it?
1: (sighs) He did not want to move. Like I said, he'd been there 45 years. He did not want to leave the memories, the, the, the photos, the you know, his wife's favorite chair right there. But he also understood that this was not going to work the way it was. So it was very imperative for my husband and I to find the right
0: fit. Yes. I know that a lot of families struggle with having that conversation yes. with their loved one. Yes. Because very often it's the family member like you that saw it. And, and saw that something had to happen. All, like you said, Oliver didn't see it at first. No. So what was that process like, helping him to see that moving was best for him?
1: It took a while. It takes constant communication. He knew, he understood we loved him. He understood we wanted what's best for him. But still, it, it, that doesn't make it any easier for him. And so it was constant communication. And he also understood that wherever he's going to move to, we are still going to be a part of his life. And he was excited that we were moving him closer to us because he was half an hour away. We were moving him 10 minutes out, f- 7 to 10 minutes up from where we live.
0: He felt better about that.
1: He was excited about that.
0: You mentioned it took some time. How many conversations with Oliver did you have before he finally said yes?
1: Um, maybe 7, 8, up to 10.
0: And was that over several months?
1: Oh, over several months. Yes. Three, four months. Yes. Because the last thing you want to do is push. You want to encourage, but you don't want to push. And so we gave him the time he needed. But like I said, he was excited once we told him, hey, you're going to be around the corner from us. So we are able to see you, you know, so that that was good. He liked that.
0: I really love what you you said a couple of things that I really love you said first that you didn't push. Yes. That you took the time to have those conversations with him. But sometimes that's that's not always possible. And so the other thing that I love that you said is that there was something for him to be excited about at the new place, which was that he was going to be close to you guys. And so it would be easier for you to visit him. So I really love that. So what was the actual process like for you in terms of looking for that, that right place.
1: There's a lot we don't know as family members into this long-term care arena. And so after calling a few places, I knew, like I said, I knew the care he needed, but I had no idea how. where do I start in placing him where? Because there are many facilities, different things. The, the care is different, you know, all that.
0: And the people are different.
1: The people are different. We visited a few places, a few Zoom calls, and he picked the place that he wanted to leave. That felt good because it was, we, like I said, we didn't want to push him into anything. And so we gave him a few options. And you made it possible. So you were in there and you showed him around. And he wanted one with a view. His own bathroom. Great food.
0: That's right. Told
1: us he loves dessert. (laughs) So make sure they have good dessert there. So after doing our homework and with your help, it felt peaceful. It feels great to find the right home. It feels at home to find the right home. Because then, you know, he's happy. When he's happy, we were happy. He was he was looking forward. So once we found the, the, the place and the home, he was looking forward to moving. He understood he couldn't move with everything. He wanted to move with his whole house, his everything. But he was only moving into a one bedroom, one bath.
0: And in this case, it was an adult family home. So when you say downsizing, when you talk about a one bedroom, it literally was just one room with a bathroom. Right.
1: So it was bare minimums. It was bare minimum. And that was, let me, let me say that that was difficult. That was the difficult, really difficult part because he could, his dining table that he had for so long, he's, he wanted to take everything and that's normal.
0: Yes. How did you handle that? Were you in a position that he didn't have to sell the house right away? And so you could say, well, let's just go try this place and you don't have to get rid of your things. Is that how you handled it?
1: Yes they will still be here, but we cannot take everything. We are going to take what, you know, what's, what you really need in there. And so how, that's how we dealt that. We still left the things in his house. We didn't sell it immediately. And so he was able to still with zoom meetings. He was able to still see his, his house.
0: I, I love in, in talking about the process and sort of the way you handled things. I love that you included him. He was a part of that. You, you've you said it more than once, a part of the conversation. And I really love that you were able to include him in little things. And that way he felt more in control and more independent.
1: That made a big difference for him. And like I said, I knew that from, from caretaking and, and being a provider it is important to keep the control going. You don't want to strip that and take that away from them. They have to keep feeling in control because the truth of the matter is they don't have a whole lot more left to be. He didn't have a lot in control of. He wasn't driving anymore, for example. So if you can still keep some things for him to choose, and especially when it's about him, his needs, his wants, as a family, it's it's important to always do that.
0: Yes. And you didn't give him a ton of options. You narrowed it down so that it was easier for him to make that decision, but he was making the decision. Right. And I think that is really important when it's possible, you know, when it's possible for your loved one to do that.
1: You are right. When it is possible.
0: Yes. What was the actual move-in day like?
1: We were excited. He was excited to be around the corner from us. He was excited to start, uh, like I said, um, social, you know, other people, food, and because he was alone after his wife passed. And so he wanted to mingle with other people and music and reading and trips.
0: Yes. And I think that's so important, too, that you were able to really focus on the positives of that day, because sometimes it can be a little nerve wracking. What was the communication with the staff like for you? Do you think that The fact that you were a caregiver helped you in communicating with the staff? Because I know that some families struggle with that sometimes. Yes, you're right. I just, I was checking
1: in, make sure that things are going as they should be going. Because I knew the way things should be going. And I was talking to Oliver, and if he's not having his showers or something is going on, then I will, you know, I'll be on top of it. Even the terminology, sometimes, you know, they'll talk to you and, you know, as a family member, you don't quite understand what they're saying to you. I didn't have that barrier because, you know, I I was in that world for so long. But yes, as caretakers, I think it's important to remember that the family's members don't, they don't always know. They don't always know the the terminology, the nursing terminologies.
0: Yes. And... As a caregiver, have you worked with families that where it was hard for them?
1: Yes, it is hard for families and it is completely normal because this is a stranger, right? Yes. You've taken care of your loved one for so long and now, you know, you have to trust somebody else to do what you've been doing for so long. It's 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 a process. And it is it is hard. I, I found that it was hard for some fam- some more than others to let go of that, uh, you know, that control.
0: I think the one thing that you touched on was communication and just like you said, checking in and, and having that open line of communication.
1: Open line of communication with the families, patient with them, understanding, you know. As, as best as possible, because many of them don't know what their loved one needs. They just know they want their loved ones taken care of. But what it really looks like from one day to the next, they may not know what that looks like.
0: Even if you're a family caregiver, you still may not understand all the terminology. And so I think that's another important point. Right. With everything that you went through, do you have one thing that just made it more doable for you?
1: You were doable. You were the tip that was doable. Thank you so much. (laughs) You were the tip that was doable. Finding the right person to assist you. The right guide. One who gets to know you, understands you, understands your loved one. I knew where I was. I knew where Oliver needed to be. How to get there. You were the link that we did not
0: have. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.